The recent power outages in Texas and nearby states during extreme cold weather was devastating for many residents of those areas. Is the power grid as vulnerable as these events seem to show? Joining us to discuss this and other matters is Professor Ed Hers, who teaches energy economics courses in the Department of Economics at the University of Houston, and he's also appointed as an inaugural University of Houston Energy Fellow. Knowing what you do about energy production and distribution, were you surprised when the Texas grid crashed, leaving millions without power? Unfortunately, no. This is something that I've been expecting for a number of years. And what exactly went wrong to cause such an unexpected outage? Well, of course, we can look at the nuts and bolts and the molecules and electrons and say that the generators failed to answer the bell. They failed to call up with power when ERCOT asked them to. But it goes back to really the formation of the market more than 20 years ago when the legislature and and governor began the process of changing the market. They called it deregulation, but really it's just regulated differently. A structure that really doesn't give an incentive for generators to be available except in times of peak demand. For example, let's say we had set up a generation company and we had four big units and we come out of September and we put one of them down, close it up and go away for a while. We get to a very cold spell and so ERCOT would ask us to bring that fourth unit up, but we could see that in a period of time coming up to this, prices would increase. So why would we want to bring that unit up? Or why would we even want to spend money on keeping it winterized and ready to go when the odds of us having it utilized are, say, 1 in 10, for example? But I know for an absolute fact that if I don't bring it online, the other units that I have, those three, will make tons of money. And so that's the way the market is structured. You know, we saw this in 2011 with the blackouts, and I think the direct blackouts, one of them was directly over the Dallas Med Center. What a tragedy. They had all sorts of hearings and studies and recommendations, and nobody did anything about it. We've been talking about Texas and the Texas grid. Could this similar situation of just a devastating power loss occur in other parts of the country as well? Well, yes, it could. The incentives are different, though, for most of the rest of the country. For example, the California grid is extremely dependent upon its neighbors. California imports about 35% of its electricity on a daily basis. And so when the heat wave settled over California in August, it also settled over Oregon, Washington, Wyoming, and Arizona, the primary exporters of electricity to California. With, with that excess demand you know, hitting in a systematic fashion, California was unable to provide reliable electricity to its customers. And, you know, there are other issues, of course, about the wildfires and the mechanics of the upkeep of the grid and the infrastructure in California. But we see these types of things. Several years ago, some poor control operator in Arizona flipped a switch and took down all of Arizona and Southern California. And then, I don't know, 20-odd years ago, a a tree fell in Cleveland and took down most of the grid on the Atlantic seaboard. So, you know, these interconnects don't always work very well. Reliability of power in the USA appears much lower than other developed countries. We rank seven out of seven countries. And another interesting statistic, in Japan, the average outage for residents is four minutes a year, But in the Northeast U.S., it's over 200 minutes a year. 
What do you think about this apparently low reliability we have in the U.S.? Well, we don't have the incentives in place, or maybe we should say the disincentives or penalties for failure. For many years, the utilities basically operated under the premise that, well, you know, if you're not getting electricity at the moment, you're not paying for it, so it's no big deal. In Japan and in other nations, they're not focused on the lost revenue at that moment. What they're focused on is the opportunity cost. And the opportunity cost is, well, what does that electricity allow us to do? It allows us to have this interview right now. It allows us to have transportation. It allows for medical procedures. Without electricity, this nation grinds to a halt. And the cost of that is just thousands and thousands of times the value of the lost revenue. Professor Ed Hers teaches energy economics courses in the Department of Economics at the University of Houston. Professor, this was very enlightening. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Chris. That's it for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack Internet services are provided by Pair.com. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to join us next week for another edition of InfoTrack.